We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. Joining me tonight is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, founder of the Crocker Report, Eric freaking Crocker. What's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, good win. Yeah, pretty dominant. Pretty dominant. Very dominant. Yeah. Tell tell whoever's tell whoever's texting you to just chill for like like 30, 45 minutes. That was actually my wife's phone. Oh well, uh, oh okay. Well <laughs> don't tell her that I said that. She's trying to, she's trying <laughs> to sneak out now. Don't, don't tell her that I said that because I know your wife and it wouldn't wouldn't go over well and she could kick my ass for sure. <laughs> she likely thinks she could. I don't know if she would. 
Yeah, she's well. Well, she's we'll, a hard. We'll make, her, we'll make her think she can. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah, dude, pretty pretty impressive win for. There's so many different things to consider about that win. Things that make it more impressive. But overall, a very very impressive win. Um, if if you are if you're under a rock, um, this Sunday, and if you were, let me know, man. I, I mean, I got an extra bedroom. If you're living under a rock, you give me a call, and I'll and I'll try and help you out. But 49ers beat the Patriots, traveled to New England, you know, in Jimmy Garoppolo's coming home game, whatever you want to call it. I thought that was a bit overplayed. Like, like, okay, he's been out of New England for like three or four years now, whatever it is, three years, like it's not a big <laughs> deal. But right. uh, they came in there and the 49ers dominated that game in pretty much every way, shape, or form. Um, I mean, it was, it was just impressive all the way around. Um, before we kind of get into the specifics of it, um, I wanted to hit you guys with, with a little update. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., who obviously we're going to heap praises upon here in a little bit. Uh, he left the game, uh, in the second half with a, uh, with, with what was determined later. And obviously I think you guys can probably hear it right now. I'm losing my voice. Um, it was worse a couple days ago. It's coming, it's like slowly coming back. But between teaching and constantly talking on Zoom as a teacher, and then always, you know, rolling the podcast with Croc, and then whatever else requires my voice, it's been struggling this week. It's been a rough week. And I also taught my students a new project, which means every time you, every class, you have to, you know, you're talking the whole time because you're teaching them a new thing. So my voice is on the way out slash coming back somewhere in between. So I'm sorry if I sound like I'm emotional right now. I'm not. It's just uh voice is, is leaving me. So bear with me. Hopefully this doesn't sound completely horrible, but I'm doing my best out here, folks. Um so anyways, Jeff Wilson Jr. Um he on his what was his third touchdown of the game, uh the defender as he nothing dirty, nothing out of the ordinary, just as the defender was tackling him, rolled up on his left ankle. And that was believed to be a high ankle sprain. Uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN already reported that it's there's no like significant damage, so it's just the high ankle sprain, which still could mean, you know, let's say anywhere between like three to six weeks of missed time um, for a running back who who uses their their ankles probably more than any other any other position on the field. So he'll miss a little bit of time, which is a bummer, especially after a career day. Um, in addition to Wilson, you have Debo Samuel, who apparently pulled his hamstring, or was it quad? I believe it was hamstring. I tweeted about it, but yeah, there's too many injuries. It was like his hamstring, but they like grabbed above his knee, which was kind of weird. Right? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. He was like grabbing at his knee, right? Yeah, right above his knee. So he, apparently, it was a hamstring. What you hope is that he hasn't torn some part of his hamstring because of, and I don't want to alarm anybody, but like Crocker said, he was kind of like a grabbing above his knee, which I'm sure if I were, you know, I'm not a doctor, but your hamstring probably connects or quad or whichever it was somewhere around it. Well, no see, but isn't your quad up front and your hamstring in the back? Correct. So yeah, I don't know where the knee fits into that. <laughs> now that I, because I was going to say, you know, I was thinking quad, like, okay, if something tore away, he could be grabbing right there, like on that part of the leg, but that's the complete other side. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's kind of, it was kind of weird the way he reacted to it versus what was reported as the injury. So hopefully that's a good thing and it's nothing significant. 
Um, and then in, in addition to Debo Samuel, you have Richie James, who apparently sprained his ankle throughout the game. He was handling like uh, kick kick return duties. I don't know if he was doing punts too. Was he doing punts? No, Trent Taylor was doing Trent punts. Trent Taylor. Yeah. So those are the 49ers' three injuries. Not necessarily severe, but still worth noting and keeping an eye on, especially for Debo Samuel, because as you heard me trying to talk about it, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. So um, me and Crocker talked before the before the pod, and we're going to try and split up these, these post-game reactions, kind of like from an offensive and defensive perspective. So we'll talk about the offense here for a little bit. Then we'll get a quick word in from our sponsors, and we'll talk about the defense. And remember, this is kind of just our first reactions, um, our, our Monday slash Tuesday morning pod for you guys. Uh, usually breaks down players, performances, and kind of what they did right and wrong uh, in more detail. And then, so, but we're still going to talk about you know everything that's worth talking about. So I don't know, Croc. What's the so first thing on offense that kind of stood out to you? I think the biggest thing is just how well they've executed. Really, not just this game, but just the past two games, especially after laying that down against the Dolphins. And you're like, golly, like, were they prepared at all? And, for, and then just the last couple of weeks, how they came out really on both sides of the ball, um, scoring touchdowns on the initial drive of both games, and then get, just coming out and getting stops as well. Uh, that's something that I guess I don't want to say this, like, you know, underappreciated, but it was just something like you start off good on offense and defense, and they just, they've kept that going the entire game, both times. Right. Yeah. I was, I was mentioning to Crocker before the, uh, before we started recording that the past three games against the, the Rams and the, no, not against, or was it that way against the Dolphins too? No, it was flipped. Excuse me. Um, past two games, the win over the Rams and this win here against the Patriots, the 49ers absolutely dominated the time of possession. Um, the, against the Patriots, the 49ers had the ball 38 minutes and 23 seconds, so almost 40 minutes. The Patriots barely got over 21. So, it, it, you know, that's the 49ers almost had twice the time of possession, which is not – I mean, if you've never looked at those numbers, that's not really normal in football. Um, it, it's usually – even in even in – Sometimes even in deciding wins, like the, or decisive wins, the time of possession is usually still kind of close. It's just a weird thing. But this is just, I mean, that's that's pretty drastic right there. So um, to Crocker's point, the 49ers offense did a good job of just coming out and executing whatever it was their game plan was. And as, in terms of game plan and Kyle Shanahan, I feel like they did a good job of mixing it up this time as far as passes behind the line of scrimmage and passes downfield. You know, as like Crocker and I have liked to say recently, seemed like today the 49ers got to do, or the 49ers receivers got to do more wide receiver things. You know, it, there was definitely a fair share of stuff still happening behind the line of scrimmage, especially for Debo Samuel. But at least, you know, Brandon Ayuk got to do wide receiver He got things. to be a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> right. He got to do catch pass things. And he looked good, man. Every time he was catching the ball, um, he had some pretty good separation, you know, which is a good sign, especially against against that secondary. Who he he was asked about the Patriots secondary after the game, kind of like pointing out to the fact that they're a good secondary. And what did you learn going up against them? And he's like, they're a good secondary, I guess. 
<laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> he like tried to say more things and just was like, they're good, I guess. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think that was like a dig at the Patriots, but it was just like, he didn't know what to say about them. He's like, I don't know. They're good, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, well, but, Kyle did a good job of, you know, scheming certain things open, especially, you know, even for him uh, over the middle, had, had a nice uh, dig, you know, brought the uh, linebackers up and hit them in that hole, you know, that little window right behind uh, the backers. You know, he did some really good things like that, being able to get his guy open in space. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk looked good, man. Um, it was his, uh, it was his, his first 100-yard game of his career, uh, which is great. You know, he he hasn't had much of a career yet. So for him to already be in that 100 yard club is is nice. That's a that's a good sign. You know, and and there, it's a good sign for many reasons. One, it's a good sign for his own talent and his own development. But it's also a good sign as far as his chemistry with with Jimmy Garoppolo and 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 Jimmy Garoppolo feeling like he can he can throw it to him on any given play. You know, that's a that's a good thing. It's underrated. Um, the 49ers average. 7.4 yards per play, which is really, really good. Uh, usually that number is about two yards less on you, know, like an average game. They were five of nine on third down. Very, very good. Um, solid. Anytime you can get near or above 50%, then you're doing a good job. Um, it was impressive. It was impressive. Uh, 27, 26 first downs. I guess that's there's without context. There's no real – can't be impressed with that. Um, pretty well balanced. As far as rushing and passing, 197 yards rushing, 270 yards passing. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the mark of a good offense right there. If you can if you can roll like that, you're doing a good job. In my opinion. You know, no right. You know, I'm not like no that's not a shot at like the Chiefs or something cuz they can not rush rush for a single yard and still just do whatever they want, but um you know, it's that's that's good. That's good. Um what do you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? I thought he did well. You know, once again, he I thought he executed. You know, and that's the biggest thing you can ask for, you know, from him. Like, you know, just be, just be efficient. Just be efficient. There was the one play we kind of talked about it um, before we started recording where he kind of led Ayuk out of bounds. Uh, you know, I, I talked about that play. And basically, like, you know, kind of what I saw was Jimmy was throwing the wheel route regardless. And he was going to throw it regardless of what the coverage was. I think he expected to get man. They were running man. And the corners just kind of busted the coverage. So before Jimmy knew that the coverage was busted and that both corners were just going to stay down, he already was throwing the ball. So he put air under it as if there was a cornerback there in coverage. Obviously, we see the busted play in the outcome. It's like, oh, why he just didn't throw it and hit him in stride? But he was throwing it as if a cornerback was there because that's the picture he got when he released the ball. So I kind of wanted to go over that. But, I, you know, I thought for the most part, obviously, he had the, the high overthrow over the middle that resulted in an interception. He had the interception before halftime that, to me, was just really a throwaway. But I know people will kind of use that against him. Uh, but, yeah, he played well, man. Like, I thought he played well. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. And I thought about I thought about stuff we had said while he was playing. And I feel like – this was the first game in a little bit where every time he dropped back, I didn't have that like, Oh shit feeling. You know what I mean? Right. Like I felt I like, agree. I felt like he was slinging the ball in a way, you know, and his throws, if you go back and watch his throws, like against the dolphins, um, 
you know, and, and, and when he was just, when he was hurt, still hurt, like his throws had good zip on them today. They, you know, there was nothing that looked weird about what Jimmy Garoppolo was doing. Um, he did have basically, I mean, one real bad throw where he, he overthrew George Kittle over the middle and it the ball kind of sailed on him, went over George Kittle and kind of right into the safety's hands. Um, Tony Romo on the broadcast was talking about how they kind of ran a stunt right in front of him. And um, I can't remember who it was. Jeremiah Tauchu, I think, uh, kind of flashed right in front of Garoppolo. And when I saw the replay, it didn't really seem like it influenced him that much. But, you know, the way Romo was talking about it, he was almost like he could relate to it in a way, you know, that whatever Garoppolo saw. Because, you know, Tony Romo does such a good job of, like, providing insight that not a lot of people would be able to kind of discern. Um, so he was kind of saying that. I didn't really understand what he was trying to say. Um, but he did mention that when, when Jimmy threw that pick. Um, but overall, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. And, yeah, even on that uh, on that deep throw to Brandon Ayuk that you were talking about earlier, like, I mean, something like that, if he just throws it a little bit more inside – Ayuk's taking that to the house, but it was still, like you said, it was thrown under different pretenses and it's a little bit of a double move or not really a double move, but a little bit of a, like a cross near the line of scrimmage. And, and he knew he was throwing it to a spot where he thought Ayuk would be no matter where the defender was going to be. So he just put it up there. And if you watch the play unfold, like it was a perfectly thrown pass that Ayuk caught in stride. And like, you know, I mean, if, I guess if you're just trying to nitpick every part of Garoppolo's game, then sure. Yeah. He could have, maybe placed it a little bit better, but it's like, like you're still talking about an explosive play that picks up 34 yards and the, the 49er, I think the 49ers scored on the very next play. Um, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but you know, it was overall, like, I, I think the biggest compliment I can give, you know, I can give Garoppolo on that game was what I said earlier. The fact that when he dropped back, I really wasn't apprehensive about it. I wasn't nervous. You know, I felt like, you know, he had, a, he had quite a bit of confidence. You wouldn't see that from the box score because all it shows is a healthy amount of yards. He did complete 80% of his passes, healthy amount of yards. But, um, you know, the two interceptions, which, you know, one of them was bad. The other one was a complete throwaway. It's not really meant to be broken down in that way, you know, as far as a negative aspect. So, overall, pretty good performance with him, with, for him. I thought he was good. He also had some escapes from the pocket, some scrambles. That, that were kind of encouraging for a guy that, you know, has a error was getting over a high ankle sprain. And there was one where he almost got sacked and just ended up throwing it away and throwing it down to the ground. And the camera kind of zoomed in on him and he was just laughing. Like, you know, it seemed like he was just having a good time, which is, which is good. And that was relatively early in the game. It wasn't like the game was already out of reach or something. So it's just, uh, you know, that's just a good thing for Garoppolo. I, I mentioned in a tweet earlier that obviously for him, the bar is kind of below right now given what we've seen from him like towards the beginning of the season. But, you know, slow and steady steps forward for him is 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 what the 49ers need uh, as they kind of progress through this stretch of, of difficult games. And obviously one of the most difficult tests for the 49ers they'll face next next week against the Seahawks. So, um, But then, I mean, I guess with Crocker, we can talk about him at the same time, but kind of the last thing to talk about in terms of we, we hit on quarterbacks. We hit on receivers. Uh, I guess the last thing to talk about is uh, kind of the run game and offensive line, which go hand in hand. I mean, it's tough not to be impressed with that, man. What do you think? Yeah, the offensive line, man, They I thought they did not just in the run game, but like in the passing game. I thought they were very impressive, right? You know, last, last week not giving up a sack. This week 
giving up one sack, I believe. Um, and there was another like time or two where Jimmy Garoppolo kind of had to do pull some little Russell Wilson type uh, <laughs> tricks. How about him running for that first down? That was pretty wild, right? Making guys. I know, man. I just thought he was going to go down. And I mean, that was the difference. You know, I've been talking about, you know, having a quarterback that can uh, play, you know, not just in the context of a play call, but, you know, kind of make plays on his own. And that's been something that he's kind of been lacking. He's been more of a statue in the pocket. And, you know, you have to be able to do that just here and there. And he's kind of been missing that part of his game. But to see him do that that early in the game, it was third down. You know, if he doesn't do what he did and he just throws the ball away, like we saw against like the Dolphins, you know, that you know, that that's a stalled drive. But instead he makes that play, and next thing you know, 49ers, you know, end up scoring a touchdown on the drive. So that was really big. But you know, offensive line, I thought they did a really good job, really in all phases of the game. Yeah, no, they were good. I mean, if you look at it from a uh, a pass protection standpoint, they did a pretty good job of keeping uh Keeping Jimmy Garoppolo clean, clean. The uh, the Patriots only managed one sack and and like two quarterback hits, so there wasn't a lot going on there. Um, and obviously, like we're saying, the, the the offensive line paved the way for a phenomenal uh, rushing performance from the offense. Because obviously, leading the way, you've got Jeff Wilson Jr., who had over a hundred yards, three touchdowns, uh, left the game with that high ankle sprain uh, on his third touchdown, but was just like, I mean, he looked. Good, good. Like, I mean, obviously, it seems a little funny to continue talking about running backs like this when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. It's almost like, of course, he looked good type of thing. But I don't want to take anything away from a player's performance. I, I just, I feel like Jeff Wilson looked too good, and and it, some of it wasn't even Kyle Shanahan type stuff. Like, some of it was just like, okay, I'm going to run over you, and then I'm going to run over you, and sure, I could probably cut this way and and maybe make you miss, but I'm just going to run over you anyways, too. You know, like he was just, he just was running like an animal out there. Um, you know, averaged over six yards of carry. We'll, we'll definitely talk more about him tomorrow, but that was impressive. The whole yeah. 49ers backfield as a whole, because behind him, Wilson was Jamichael Hasty, then you had Kyle Juszczyk, then you had Debo Samuel, who got some runs too. The whole 49ers rushing attack as a whole averaged over five yards of carry. So I mean that's I mean that's dominant. That's really really good. And and again, like we mentioned earlier, it was just complimentary football. The 49ers were able to move the ball on the ground. They were able to move the ball through the air, and that's how you win 33 to six. And now obviously there's a another piece to that puzzle as far as the six goes. That we're gonna when it comes to the defense, we're gonna talk about that um, right after we get a quick word in from our sponsors. Starting off, we've got it indeed. And even though your sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving. And that means hiring more important than ever. Indeed's here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, 
Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners at Striking Gold a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through the end of the year, December 31st. Football's back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. It's all one word. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Man, my voice is like, help, help me. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. You're doing a great job. Thanks, man. I I need that, man. I need that. Part of my my love language is words of affirmation. So I re, I respond well to encouragement. So I appreciate I appreciate that. And my wife just did a a whole speech on um love love language. It's kind of a cool concept. Mine is, damn, I forget. She just got mine last night. I already forgot what it was. So. I remember I've, I've talked about them with my girlfriend and we picked like three of them. Mine was words of affirmation. I think it's acts of service where you like do something for somebody and um, like time, just spending time with someone, you know, I think like, time was my first one. That was yeah. My first one. I think that's probably like my most important one too. Like quality time. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm a pretty simple dude, you know, but I still like, obviously I want to be, you know, if I want to be around you, then obviously, there. You know, that's a good thing. So, right. But anyways, all right. Defense. Okay. I mean, there's no way. It's kind of like you know, it's such a well balanced game. Like you get to talk about the 49ers offense because they went out there and did their thing. But there's no way you can talk about this game and not talk about the 49ers defense, who held the Patriots, albeit a pretty lackluster Patriots offense, to a grand total. Of six points, two field goals. I mean, you're still talking about a team that's coached by Bill Belichick. So shutting down, completely shutting down a team like that. You know, Cam Newton is still a very dynamic athlete. Um, Bill Belichick, kind of like Kyle Shanahan, seems like he usually gets production out of kind of any old running back. And, you know, Julian Edelman's still respectable, although they couldn't really get him going. But it was just... It was dominant, man. What are your what were your takeaways, Croc? What did you what did you see from like kind of like from your lens? Yeah, well, that I knew that like the Patriots didn't have like weapons that just really threatened the 49ers. You know, when you look at the Patriots offense, it's like, well, who who am I scared of? I think the first thing that 
you think of is Cam Newton being beating you with your, with his legs. Now, once he wasn't going to do that, and you know, really be able to you know continuously like extend plays, I figured they would be in trouble. Um, I wanted to see how the pass rush would look, and I'm just again. I know who's out. Like, I know there's no Bosa. I know there's no D4. You know, even the guy like Solomon Thomas. And then you lose Ansa. So it's like everybody that you, you know, or and then there's no Blair. So the five guys that you thought would, you know, be your guys or whatever, your rotationary guys, like, they're not out there. So I, I get it. But it's just like every other position, just like we've seen with running backs, it has to be next man up. And I just feel like watching the games, at some point, guys should, you know, kind of get the pocket to collapse. And I think Cam kind of collapsed the pocket on himself, just holding on to the ball too long. Now, again, that could be um, the secondary playing really good on the back end and making Cam hold on to the ball. But I just don't see the pass rush really getting there like that. I, I do. I think Hyder has continued to play really hard. He plays hard. That's one thing you say about the defense as a whole. They play hard. They play fast. They hit hard. But that the one thing I think that the 49ers are kind of missing is just getting pressure on the quarterback. Obviously, we figured that it would be an issue, like I said, with the injuries, but they got to find it somewhere. They got to find it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Let me let me go back to my, my tweet here because I think it's important to kind of add this as context. Hold on. I should have had this already. But, and while you're finding that, I, I want to say, too, the 49ers, they're – Wow, DeAndre Hawkins just caught a touchdown. Like, wow, that was an amazing catch. Um, <laughs> wow. But uh, the 49ers have been playing very sound football, um, especially on the back end. They played really good. For the first time, uh, I, I saw uh, 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 Jason Verrett give up a couple touch uh, catches, um, you know, a little bit downfield. And that was the first time I, I saw that he was kind of threatened by somebody's speed. So, that was something I kind of jumped out. He gave up a couple of comebacks. Um, good route running. I thought the receiver number 16, can't think of his name right now, but I know he was playing really fast. That was really good. Uh, first time I've seen him kind of threatened. But, uh, yeah, while you're looking for the tweet, I just want to say 49ers defense, they've been playing very, very sound, especially in the back end and in the linebackers. Well, the and, and the only thing I was going to say, it's something I tweeted out earlier in the week, is that the 49ers, as far as starters go on this defense, the 49ers are without, for this game, were without Jimmy Ward, free safety, Jaquiski Tart, strong safety, Richard Sherman, starting corner, Kwan Williams, starting nickel corner, linebacker, Quan uh, Alexander, starting uh, weak side linebacker, um, D Ford, one half of your pass rush, Nick Bosa, well, I'll say it like this D Ford, 25% of your pass rush, Nick Bosa, 75% of your pass rush. And and then you also had Solomon Thomas, who kind of had a rotational role, who's uh, who's out for the season too. Like that is that is not normal. And, and the, what I would kind of say is, like this defense came out and dominated uh, against you know uh, the Patriots. But imagine what what would have happened if all if all or let's just say two thirds of those guys even are healthy. You know, like the 49ers defense is playing at an upper echelon level right now, despite the fact that over half of their defensive lineup is not a starter, you know, and, and that is a tribute to, you know, so many different things on this team. It's, it's roster building, it's coaching, it's players just being ready when it's their time to step up. 
you know, and it's just, I mean, there's just, there's so many different things that make that so impressive to me. You know, the fact that, you know, Jason Brett is out there and he's still playing well, at the very least, not giving up big plays. Um, Emmanuel Mosley out there running routes for receivers and picking off deep throws. And, you know, it's it's not that the 49ers corners are untouchable, but you're talking about Emmanuel Mosley was a starter to start the season. Jason Verrett was a backup who's obviously overcome insane injuries, you know, and then <laughs> to various more and Marcel Harris are both backups and you wouldn't have known it. Tarverius Moore was was one of the team's leading tacklers against the Patriots and and made quite a few plays coming up and 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 laying the woods. So, I mean, it was uh, I mean that's just impressive. That's that's not really normal, you know. Like you usually can't miss that many starters of of. I mean, you just look at that list. These are quality players among uh, that that had a huge role last year. Of, of establishing a dominant defense and they're all out. And somehow this defense, you know, you can say it's just the Patriots, but they were dominant against the Rams too. You know, it, that's, that's something else, man. And it, it speaks a lot to just players being ready, building a good roster with good depth and coaches coaching their ass off. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, 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 usually when you get situations like this, you have all kinds of, broken plays and coverage busts and miscommunications. But I don't know, man. I've been impressed. Yeah, the coaching staff has continued to, to you know, more times than not have their team prepared you know, at the very minimum. Anyway, I mean, we go back to a couple games and, you know, the, the the Cardinals game, they were up 10-0. And, you know, quarterback was obviously, obviously off that game. Uh, had a pump block, so you had some unfortunate things happen. Obviously, uh the Eagles game was a game 49ers you would thought would have won, but for the most part, you know, coming out 49ers coaching staff has had this team pretty much ready to play, except for, you know, the Dolphins game. And obviously it wasn't just team not being able to play. You had a liability out there at corner that really continuously hurt the team, but quarterback that was kind of off. But yeah, more man, they've been they've been doing good, man. Coaching staff. Uh really underrated what they've been doing so far this year. I mean, 19 guys I think I saw on free agent. I mean, uh on injured reserve. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> not well, good. then yeah, and then everybody's just like, "Why don't they sign this guy?" I'm like, "Man, for every player on injured reserve, they've got to have somebody that can play in his spot. And then they've got to bring guys in to fill out the roster, you know, and if if it requires longer time, so it's Team's in a rough spot, but you know we we talked about it. I'm going to pull it up right now. We talked about the 49ers, kind of like that brutal stretch of the schedule, you know, that's coming up, and you know it started last week against the Rams, you know, and sure they they lost big to the Dolphins, and I guess I guess I mean shoot, depending on how the season goes, we might end up looking back at that as like the most important 49ers game of the season as far as you know, embarrassing this team at a key time before they went into this huge slate of games. But, you know, they beat the Rams convincingly. They beat the Patriots convincingly. Now they have the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. You know, so, I mean, they've they've started this stretch with oh, two. Oh, don't, don't start. Talk about all these other teams because I've been saying it and I'm continuing to say it one game at a time. So, you know, yeah, we got the, we got the Seahawks coming up. I don't even want to think about – who they have after that? Because you know, Seahawks are next. That's that's how we gotta look at it. 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't play. I'm not on. I know you don't play. I mean, just but you know, just in 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 the sense of how we look at the the outcome of this season or or what's to come, and you know, we're looking at it and we start worrying about. Well, okay, like I saw somebody say, well, the 49ers they got at least win one out of the next three, and it's like, well, let's just focus on the next game. You know, like like even from talking points because we still don't really know what this team is. I think obviously it's kind of clear. 49ers are good. They're a well-coached team. They're going to be very competitive. But, you know, it's like, well, let's just, you know, okay, got the Seahawks coming up. All right, we'll, let's win that game. You know, like five and three will look really good right about now. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, I, 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 I've been seeing a lot of that, like, oh, man, brutal stretch, brutal stretch. And it's like, yeah, it is a brutal stretch. But I think a lot like last year where they had a tough stretch, you know, 49ers continue to play well. They will be the team where people are like, damn, we got to play the 49ers coming up. You know, yeah, yeah, I got it, man. Because as we look uh, at it right I now, I like, damn, won't talk about Packers. I won't, I, 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 I won't talk about their future games anymore, bro. Okay, like, you there we go. Just, just there I we mean, go. just chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyways, um, who else is there? I mean, obviously, we save we save a lot of the details for winners and losers, but there's no way we could just self-respectingly get through this podcast without mentioning fucking Fred Warner. <laughs> like, dude, that guy is so good. Like that interception was, whew, I mean, talk about ball skills. Right. It was like having this from the yeah. ground. Right. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't see it, Fred Warner was, was in a good spot in coverage. I think the 49ers got a little bit of pressure on Cam Newton. He kind of had to roll out a little bit and he made a throw to uh, I don't know sure who he was, who he was targeting. Um, but Fred Warner was right there and, and the, the ball was thrown low. It was almost like Cam Newton at the last minute saw where Fred Warner was and tried to bail on the pass, but didn't throw it low enough because Fred Warner just plucked that thing. Like, like that ball might've just touched like a, a hair of grass or something. Cause he just plucked it right up. And once the ball hit his hands, it never moved. And you know, that's like an impressive catch for a receiver. You know, but yeah. we're talking about a linebacker who just picked that. I mean, that was relatively early on in the game. And to me, knowing how that game went, that was kind of just like establishing, like, this is how it's going to go. You know, like, you you guys aren't going to be able to get away with shit today. And, uh, and, and that was just really impressive. I mean, Fred Warner to me, I mean, obviously I haven't studied all the games linebackers, but, you know, he's, he's, he's easily a top five, might be a top three linebacker in the NFL now and it's it's a good problem to have but he's just another guy the 49ers are gonna have to pay <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, a lot um, you know we talked about his interception there were a couple other ones and uh Jamar Taylor is somebody that you know we probably should kind of mention he'll probably be mentioned tomorrow but two interceptions filling in for Kwan Williams that was something really good to see how Fred Warner picked off one so were there only three I feel like Stidham picked uh through an out route for an interception was that Stidham or is that Cam Newton no, Stidham, Stidham threw the out route towards the end of the game, and Jamar, it was behind Edelman, So we have four interceptions on the, on the 49ers, picked off four passes? What were the – okay, so Jamar Taylor had two. Fred Warner had one. And there's uh, got to be one, one more. And then Emmanuel Mosley had that deep one. Oh, yeah, four interceptions. Right, I, I kept because I kept thinking three. But it was because of that, that Emmanuel Mosley one was like right before the half, and it was kind of just resulted in a, a Jimmy Garoppolo punt throw. You know, like, I guess maybe that's why I forgot about it. But it was just as impressive as, as any of them, too. But, um, 
No, I mean four interceptions. That's that's money. That's money. Um, Jamar Taylor's first interception, which was still done kind of like during the prime of the game. Um, that one was kind of thrown behind Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman tipped it in the air, and Jamar Taylor was in the right spot and was able to catch that and go. And the other one he had was still impressive. Uh, he was in coverage on Edelman, but again, but um, just kind of towards the end of the game, the Patriots had made a quarterback switch. And once they made that switch, that was like saying, okay. They, and they basically did what with, I mean, something similar to what they did with Garoppolo the other, uh, against the Dolphins, where it's just like, we got to get Cam Newton off the field because this game is pretty much out of reach. It's done. Peace. You know, so. Or what? That that was against the Eagles, wasn't it? Was it when Jimmy was pulled at the half? No, Dolphins. Okay, I, I get them all confused. Yeah, um, same thing. <laughs> yeah, they're both bad games. <laughs> so uh, I mean, that was yeah, it was interesting. It was impressive defense, just overall. You know, and, and what's cool though is is we're talking about a defense that, you know, given their injuries and, and who they got on the field, they haven't really been able to generate good pressure. And now the secondary's playing lights out with a decent amount of backups. So it's, you know, that's an interesting development. That's the secondary was great last year, but I mean, it's just a little bit contradictory to what they were doing last year. Last year, they were winning so much, so consistently with pressure that the secondary just kind of had to do its thing. Whereas now they're not really winning with pressure at all. And the secondary is just kind of playing out of their mind. You know, yeah. it's, it's, who would have thought? been fun to watch one other thing that i want to i want to get your thoughts on croc because it to be frank it like irritated the hell out of me and you'll have to tell me because obviously i haven't asked you about this before the pod like did you see how many people once debo tweaked his hamstring or quad oh yeah why is he in the game like that stuff what what's your take on that well, what what are they what are they supposed to do? Like one, how are they supposed to know? Like, oh, Debo Samuel will get injured. Like, if it wasn't Debo, it would be somebody. Like, you know, it's like, are you? But there's no way to know that that's that's gonna happen. Um, and even if you take try to take precaution, like, it's not like you can take everybody out. You know, so right. I, I don't well, know what they kind of ex, ex, expected. The 49ers to do is like, oh, well, I wouldn't run him right there. Like, what's the difference between him? Well, what? He didn't even get tackled. Like, we don't even know what happened. It was really weird. But what's the difference between him getting that touch and them throwing him the ball and him tweaking something, you know, catching the pass? Like, I mean, like, he's going to be involved. Like, there was a lot of time left in the game. Right. Yeah. It was just the very, very beginning. Are you going to bench everybody? Like, are you going to say, well, let's pull. Let's pull Debo, let's pull Ayu, let's pull all, you know, let's pull uh, Trent Williams, let's pull, like, no, you're not. Like, you don't carry enough offensive linemen. Um, you still want to be able to, like, most of those guys that are, are the backups, like, they, you know, especially at receiver, like, they don't get a lot of reps during the week. So, uh, like, he was in the game. I don't, I, mean, I don't understand. But the game was was still going, and, and you know, I don't want to, I, I don't think the two situations really have almost nearly anything to relate, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan at one point was, was beating the Patriots 28 to three in a very important game, you know, and like, it, this is different. The 49ers very, very clearly had this one under wraps. It wasn't like the Super Bowl, you know, against the Patriots, but it's like, to me, that's just like, like, it's like a just 
annoyingly annoying amount of hindsight. Like if if Debo Samuel, who like we you said, really didn't get hit hard on that play, if he doesn't tweak his his quarters, hamstring, whichever one it is, I keep confusing myself. If he doesn't do that, then nobody cares and nobody says anything. But because that he just suffered that weird little injury right there, everybody freaks out and said everybody should be in the game when the NFL's best tight end was still in the game. Jimmy Garoppolo was still in the game. The entire offensive line was still in the game. Whoever was in it running back was still in the game. The receivers are still in the game. George Kittle was and, and the, the starting offense was still in the game the next drive. And then after that, they started kind of like pulling guys. So it was like, it's just like, like, it's just this weird, like, oh, I told you, but you weren't, it's just weird. Like, I don't understand sometimes. Like, I just saw so many people and even people that like don't normally say dumb stuff. Like it's, it's not that it's, <laughs> it's not that it's dumb. It's just that it's like so short sighted, like. Okay, yes, Debo got his, you know, 10th play of the game and got hurt on this one. Like, how could the 49ers have let that happen? Like, he's been getting the ball all game. Like, you just, like, they should have known that he was going to get hurt on this this time. Like, oh, we, we shouldn't give the ball to Debo one more time. That's going to be it. Like, it's, it's just not, it's not how football works. And it is football. Like people just get hurt, and sometimes it sucks. And and you you you're never gonna know when the perfect time to take everybody out is. Yes, the 49ers were winning at this point, but it's just like the game's not over. And it, you know the 49ers were driving. It's I don't know. It's just it was really disappointing to see so many people react that way. Like, yeah, everybody's still on the field, guys. They haven't pulled anybody yet. It's, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. It was just like, I just, I roll, like I rolled my eyes so hard when I saw all of that. Like, yeah. I was, I was just like, come on. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of things are easier to say in hindsight. Right. Yeah. You, well, exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, you, of course, of course they wish. You know, they should have they should have benched Jimmy Garoppolo before he tore his ACL. I don't know, man. Like like it's just that's <laughs> obviously not a good example, but it's just so that's how stupid it seems to me. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, you got anything else, bro? Nah, man. Uh good good game. Good <laughs> yeah. Game. Feels a lot it's... better than coming in after that Dolphins game. We've come a long way, I feel like. Doesn't it <laughs> seem like that game was like a month ago or Two months it ago, does, it seems like it was like a yeah. long time ago. Eagles, Dolphins, that that shit seems forever, like forever ago. Yeah, now just like, because... we're going to the Super Bowl again, you know. Yeah, it's going. It's <laughs> we're not there yet. You know, here we like, go, baby. The spirits, the spirits are just where I was then, thinking like, golly, this is just terrible, and I don't see this getting any better. We look like the Dallas Cowboys, you know. The Dallas Cowboys are terrible right now, and we went from that to like, hey, playing really good football, executing at a very high level. Right. Well, it's 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 just the two things, man. It's obviously there's a ton of talent on the field, but there may have been a lack of confidence. And now that you see the confidence returning, that's He's when the, that's when magic starts happening. You know, the talent's obviously there, but when talent becomes confident, then you got yourself a ball game. And 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 we'll see. 
if the 49ers can keep this going. They're not going to have any problem getting up against the Seahawks next week. You know, they're, they're going to be they're going to be as ready as they can be against that game. Will it be enough? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, we better have Debo, man. We better have Debo. I don't, I don't know, man. He was grabbing his knee. The 49ers should have benched him. Idiots. <laughs> right. He grabbed his knee, but his calf and hamstring. I know, man. I don't know what to think oh, on that. But anyways. Yeah, Anyway. All right. All right. All right. That's Good enough. <laughs> we that's that's it for today. We will be back on here tomorrow. We will we will break down things a bit more specifically. We'll get to our winners. We'll get to some losers. Um, you know, all that stuff. We'll see how this Seahawks Cardinals game shakes out. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll probably get an update from Kyle Shanahan as far as you know injuries go. Hopefully we get good news regarding Debo Samuel. Um, but yeah, that's it for right now. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making this happen. But for another night, this is Striking Gold signing out. Peace. And DeAndre Hopkins just fumbled, but peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.